0: Come to Sports Life Talk. Hey. Yeah. Cause this is Sports Life Talk. Hey get hey. like with Sports Life Talk. Life talk. Hot topics with yeah. Sports yeah. Life Talk. Come on. So come and get you some Sports Life Talk. They let us in the game, now we calling the shots. Hey. Things will never be the same, so yeah. forget what you thought. Cause yeah. life without sports ain't nothing but hey. talk. Hey. Here we go, now finally show that makes your heart pound, profound, wonder what's running up through your thoughts now, about to drown all podcast, that be watered down, tell them clowns it's a new era, and it's starting now, I've told the strangers, the five power rangers, approaching sports life talk from five different angles, get ready for the change up, we done turned the flame up, the topics that we bring up, we about to blow this thing up, yeah, let's get it cracking, KT the head coach and Miss Manhattan, Gemini Jones holds the throne, she be calling them out, Mr. United Surgeon B Jones, the mouth of the south, only cover athletes, the week, we got what you need. We dropping what's hot in the streets from copping new sneaks to locals popping doing big things. We'll gossip and to like Kimberly, pull you a dream. Sports life talk. Who is them? Went from not listening and now you're tuning in. If you are feeling what you're hearing, tell a friend, tell a friend. Thank you for listening. Let the show begin. Sports life talk. Who is them? When from not listening and now you're tuning in. If you feeling what you're hearing, tell a friend, tell a friend. Thank you for listening. I let the show
1: begin.
2: I made it. Let's
1: go.
2: Yes. Welcome to another episode of Sports Life Talk, where life without sports is just talk. It is Wednesday, February 24th, 2021. And thank you all for joining us tonight. Let me do some introductions, as always. That's how we kick off our shows. So, of course, we couldn't do a show without Mr. Mouth of the South in the north and the east and the west mr b jones mr yeet how are you this evening oh okay i'm feeling i'm feeling gucci i'm feeling pretty good we got a high one coming your way let's go all right all right i see you growing shoe boxes back there i see it i see you no all i right. ain't adding nothing new oh, okay all right <laughs> then of course we have sorry. I, I, I haven't added nothing Okay, you ain't nothing. Be quiet. <laughs> oh, that sounds real, real guilty. Right. <laughs> right. And I think you froze. Is you, are you frozen? You're just trying to yeah. get up for your wife. She must be watching. Yep. <laughs> I, I, I think I'm lagging. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. Lagging. Oh, you are lagging. Okay.
2: Yeah, you are. Because you. I don't know what's going on. But anyway, of course, we have our entertainment guy, Mr. United Surge over there. Baby yeah. Russell Wilson. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, coming, coming back here. with the vengeance. Coming back with the vengeance. What do <laughs> we call him? Fussel Filson?
3: Brussels, Wilson. Russell. Russell
2: Wilson. That's it. That's it. Man,
3: can't believe we're at 83. It's
2: crazy. Yes. And then, of course, we have our head coach down there looking like a head coach right now with your headphones and your hat and all your, your gear on. Yeah. Yeah. KT, Ed Reed. you back in a lot better me. mood
3: right now than earlier
1: today, huh? <laughs> oh, really yeah, we'll have to talk incredible. about that.
2: We'll
1: have to yeah, talk about uh, that.
2: It's a little uncut Reed. <laughs> <laughs> uncut right. with KT. Right. And then... <laughs> Of course, I have mine. Kevin got on that that boost area's hat. <laughs> yes, sir.
3: He sure does.
2: I have my Parisian sister twin down there, Miss K.D. <laughs> Hey, y'all. And of course, I am your host, Gemini Jones, swinging this drink around. I'm sorry. Oh, B. Jones. Where'd you go? He'll be back. All right. So this is episode 83, titled Yak, and our cover athlete for this week is none other than Andre Reed. So, KD, are you doing the bio this week?
4: Yes, I got the bio. So KT, I think, took care of me last week, right? KT. He did. 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 Okay. Okay. So I guess I will do it this week. All right, so Andre Darnell Reed is a former American football wide receiver who played for 16 seasons, primarily with the Buffalo Bills. Reed is the most prolific receiver in Bills history with 941 receptions in 13,198 career receiving yards known for his yards after catch Reed currently ranks 18th in nfl history and in, t- in his total career receptions with 951 at the time of his retirement reed was second in all time in career receptions he was inducted to the pro football hall of fame in 2014 so b jones what you got for the trivia this week
5: all right so hopefully i'm not lagging anymore y'all can hear me but it seems as though i'm having uh, some technical difficulties but this is actually a pretty good trivia this week so later in this show miss manhattan is going to be previewing a new show that we're going to be watching as a crew so i am here to announce that officially the fan that gets this right will not only get a sports life talk t-shirt but i'm also going to give you a one month subscription to Netflix. All right, so it's valued. I think it was about fifteen dollars. So you got an opportunity to get one month Netflix, so you can watch the show with us as a crew. And I'll let I'll say I'll let her say the theatrics on what show that's going to be. But here's your question: In the nineteen ninety three postseason, Andre Reed caught eight passes for one hundred and fifty two yards in the Super Bowl, but that was in a losing effort to the Dallas Cowboys. I'm pretty sure you remember that one, huh, Kevin? I'm exploring you. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. But in route to that game to get to the Super Bowl, in my opinion, Andre Reed was a part of the greatest comeback in NFL history. Down 35 to 3, the Buffalo Bills stormed back from a 32 point deficit to defeat Warren Moon and the Houston Oilers. My question for SLT Nation for the t shirt and for the next subscription how many second half touchdowns did Andre Reed catch in this historic playoff game? 12. That's it. That's just that simple. Be the first one to go to our website at at sportslifetalk.com. Go to the trivia page, drop your answer in, and boom, there it is. One month of of Netflix on me as well as a Sports Life Talk t-shirt.
2: All right. There y'all have it. You want to dress like the crew? Well, B. Jones and Surge tonight. Make sure, <laughs> oh, and that one over there. Make sure you answer the trivia question online. KD and I were being a little rebellious. We went to Paris earlier. We just got back on our private jet. So that's why we still look, oh. look like yeah. oui, another- pen.
4: Yeah, then there's another secret why we're really wearing them, but we'll get to that in a few.
1: Oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs>
2: Well, stay uh, tuned, I guess, huh? <laughs> yes, yeah, stay tuned. Stay tuned. So moving on to some local life. KT, do you have a local athlete this week?
6: Now, we're going to switch it up. It's not just going to be the local life anymore. It's going to be the urban, not average athlete of the week. Okay. Yeah. So shout out to those ladies doing that thing in California. So when was that? On Sunday, we interviewed a young lady in Atlanta by the name of Sarah Marshall. At the age of nine, she ran a 62nd, 400 at the age of nine. Wow. So do us a favor once you're through watching this show, go to our YouTube page, click on next with Sarah Marshall. Show us love.
5: And don't forget to subscribe. We need- Oh,
6: hit that button. If you're on YouTube right now, hit the subscribe button, please.
2: Absolutely. Please. We beg of you. Does anyone have a local business? Yes. So I have the local business this week.
4: I want to give it to Dallas, Texas TV. They have an Instagram page. They have about a total of almost 200,000 followers. And what they do is they get all their followers to send them videos and they post them on their story. And the reason why I am featuring them this week is because... Due to the weather storm that we had last week, some of us were without electricity and several other things. So I was able to keep up with all of the local, like the local closures and whatever, just news and things that I needed to know to be in the know. So I am, I'm giving it to them. So I suggest everybody follow them on Instagram. It is Dallas Texas TV on IG, and then sometimes they'll post some real graphic content like on their Twitter. And for those listeners that aren't in Dallas, they have an Austin page, a Houston page, yep. a San Antonio page. So all the major cities in Texas. That's what what do got. you
5: mean by graphic?
6: Yeah, that's what I want to know, too.
4: It's like a mix of different things. It might be like some graphic fights. Yeah, that that's happening. what I was about to say. Street fights. Like oh, street, yeah. fights. Okay. Yeah, street fights. There was like a shooting at one of the strip clubs. They had footage from that on there that, that Instagram couldn't allow wouldn't allow views, but they put it on Twitter. So wow. Yeah. And it's is it's also cool too because sometimes you'll hear certain things on the news that you don't get to get all of the story. And sometimes you have like first hand footage.
2: So it's yeah. always good to see. And no, they're, they're, not, like, they're not posting anything like the Yellow Beezy video, are No, no. They do What's have, up with the
6: Yellow Beezy video? Yeah, yeah, I just can't leave us out of that.
4: Oh, no. do
2: no, I want to be left out of that,
4: trust <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think they are showing that. One more thing, oh, traffic. That's another thing. So like, they'll keep you posted with the traffic, up to date
2: with the traffic. So I recommend following yeah. the page. Gotcha. All right, well, I'm already sipping. So I think Yeah, that's what it tastes like Katie, let's do a toast Let's toast it
4: up So Before we do the toast The drink of the week So the drink of the month Was Duce And the drink feature Is Duce smash This consists of Two parts of Duce Half part simple syrup Half part fresh lemon juice And five mint leaves So you're gonna wanna Get those mints popping in their drink And y'all Duce If you're lightweight I don't I recommend a little, a little at a time.
2: I was about to say, what's a part? You you said two parts. What's a part?
4: I think a part is, I want to say an ounce. Okay. But don't quote me. I don't know.
2: That sounds
1: about right.
4: Yeah. So I had this little bottle and after after the week that I had last week, I decided to drink because I, I haven't been drinking. There was about this much left in the bottle, y'all. I was mess up. So that's why I say, which was probably about two parts, I believe. And yeah, I was out of there. But I really like Duce straight. This is I would definitely say this is my new fave because you just need a little bit and it pairs with red wine really well. So yeah, shout out to Duce. So I
5: I'm Duce. I'm going to miss Doucet. I'm going to miss that being the drink of the month. We, we've yeah. been riding with it for Wait. a couple of weeks now.
1: And what are you drinking?
2: Okay, so don't call me a wuss, but I'm drinking Stella Rosa pineapple. I wanted to try it. It's very, very sweet. So, yeah. I
3: know you were not drinking this month.
1: Oops. What? <laughs> <laughs> what?
4: Look, after, after the week we had last week, I think, yo, we all deserve it. Huh? I was just kidding. Oh, this is water.
3: <laughs> hey, see, uh, oh, we that's the French that. water. That's right. Okay, mm-hmm. That makes more sense now. It's
4: The French
2: water. Yep,
4: mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. So I'm glad that we featured Duce this month because Jay-Z sold 50% of his champagne company. The champagne is called Armand de Brignac and it's better known as Ace of Spades. And he sold it to a company called LVMH, which is Moet Hennessy Louis Vuitton. He originally bought the company back in 2014 for $30 million, And I believe it's worth
1: way, 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 oh, way. More. For sure.
4: Yeah, I couldn't find the the exact amount. So a fun fact that I that I did find, however, it costs $13 to make a bottle, but it sells for $225 at wholesale. That's a 94% profit margin. So we are going to toast to Jay-Z. And that's why we're wearing our little French hats because real champagne only comes from France. So. Jay-Z,
5: Jay-Z learned from Nike. Nike be making them $10 shoes and selling them for $200. jay z doing the same thing. <laughs>
4: yeah. yeah, so toast to Jay and his new business deal. Toast to up. salute, salut, Jay-Z. Oh, coach.
1: Cheers,
2: Where you rank up?
6: I got to work in the morning. I ain't drinking with y'all. That could get
1: me fired. <laughs> All
2: right, whatever. That don't stop you any other time, but okay. All right. So it's time for the kickoff question for the week. Yes, you. So everyone has their opinion on who the GOAT is. I'm not asking who is the GOAT, but tell me your formula that you think makes someone the greatest of all time. So I'm assuming this is this is across any sport. So Serge, what you got?
3: I think for individual sport, it's obviously individual accolades and also how long you've been doing it consistently and also the type of competition you've been able to beat, who are obviously trying to get thrown from you as well. And I think in team sports, it's kind of similar. Individual accolades, team performances, championships or titles, MVPs, if they allow that in your respective sport. And I think another component that a lot of people don't talk about is, can I take you, and regardless of what sport it is, and put you in any era, and you would be still one of the best in that sport? And I think that's a component that really can really separate you from most others. And obviously, the longevity uh, is, just goes with the territory of being able to call yourself the goat or be in the conversation at least.
2: All right, Katie, what you got? This is kind of hard for
4: me to answer, especially in sports, because like I have my favorites for different things. So I'm going to say GOAT in music because that's like ultimate fave for me. But it's just like the whole staying relevant. And whenever you mix like you go outside of the box with each each different album or each different thing. Project. Like so, yeah, project. Everything is so different. So like Beyonce, she does so many different styles from the time that she you know was with Destiny's Child and then went you know one on one. So it's kind of just just staying relevant and then being good at what you do. So that's that's what I have for goat status. Katie, <laughs> that wine.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
6: Well, when you changed your perspective of sport, that makes you kind of the goat. You know what I'm saying? When Magic Johnson and Larry Bird came in, look what they did for the NBA. They changed the way the game was played and the way people viewed it. Look at Michael Jordan. He came in there. He had the mindset that, hey, I'm going to destroy you no matter what, and I'm going to do it by myself. I don't care if I got a damn team or whatever. I'm going to do it. He changed the way we dressed. He changed the way we look. He just changed the whole style of the NBA. So it's basically, if you like transcended and you can just change the way a game is played. Steph Curry, for example, the way he's shooting the three, we've never seen somebody shoot the three like this. So if you're a game changer, hey,
5: you're the GOAT.
2: Okay. Be yeah, I, I
5: like what, I like what Coach Kev said on that one. I, I think he hit a lot of high notes. I, I will first and foremost say this, this whole conversation came about where you start talking about the conversation of Tom Brady being considered the greatest of all time in, in the football. And the conversation even blossomed to a point that we were saying, is Tom Brady considered the goat? Could he be considered as one of the goats of all time, regardless of the sport? And I have an issue even saying that Tom Brady is the goat. In the NFL, and and the reason I say that is because Tom Brady is the most winningest quarterback in NFL, but that doesn't necessarily make him the goat. So on top of what Surgeon and Kevin and KD said, I'm going to add the athletic abilities or ability in your own respective sport. I mean, I have to be able to look at you and pass the eye test. And although Tom Brady does have iconic moments, iconic moments mean the most to me. I can think back. We we have tennis shoes and we have moments of what Jordan did. Certain things he dropped the double nickel. We got. Kobe with the 82-point game. Was it 82, 84. 81 in Madison Square Garden, we have all of these heroic moments that literally from the eyeball test, they wowed us. They made us feel some kind of way. And that goes into what Kevin is saying. They got to be transcendent. They got to take the game from one point to another. And they also got to be like, like Serge said, they got to have a long withstanding career and be able to stand the test of time. The only thing I disagree with is the versatility on error. I started really thinking about it. That one's kind of subjective because we can't put one person in another era but all of those records individual accolades as long as lo- longevity but the heroic iconic moments it- it's what makes the difference how did that person make me feel when I was watching them play
6: but b jones to go back to what search about the era you can't get a guy from like the 60s who can't go left and try to drop him in the league you know right. today right. because it's not what we said no, yeah okay so we get lebron right now and put
5: him back there in the 40s 50s and 60s he would dominate Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, exactly. But, but 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 counter, you know, counter to that, what if you took a guy like a Pistol Pete Maverick for you know LSU alumni, I had to drop that in, make sure I kept that streak going. Yeah, uh, exactly. But you take a Pistol Pete, he would have thrived in this game right now because Pistol Pete was a shooter. He was a shooter and he was a passer. So I mean, you, you it, it's tough to say how the rules would have changed up some of the games because you got to remember we 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 nobody really gives Jerry West credit. Right, everybody says that Kobe needs to be the new logo, but think about it. Jerry West didn't have a three-point line. What would he have done if he had a three-point line? How that? How would that have changed his individual statistics if that man was dropping threes on you because he was shooting the ball deep? They just right. was only counting for two. You, right. you following me, Serge? Yep, yeah,
1: yeah,
6: so I, I am following on that too. But make Jerry West go left and let's see how good great he is. Will he be the logo? Just saying.
5: What hand the ball in when he on the logo? Is it in the left hand or is it in the right hand?
6: Hell, I don't know. I know he
5: didn't go. I think it's in the left hand. I think the ball is in the left hand on the logo.
3: Yeah.
5: I just, I'm just, it was an accident.
2: I agree with KD. I can't tell you goats in sports, but like music and actors. But for me, I think musicians. I need to be entertained at a show. If you're, if I'm going to a concert, I remember, and I hate to put this out there, I remember seeing Keisha Cole in a concert because she was opening for R. Kelly. Now, this was a long time ago before y'all accused me of being an R. Kelly supporter. <laughs> so it was a long time ago. And I remember like she wasn't doing anything. I mean, she was jamming. We were, but I was just like, okay, this is boring. I like a show. I mean, you don't necessarily have to be Dancing yourself, but I mean, bring some dances out of something. She had like two, and they was like or like visuals, bring visuals, yeah, something. Ooh. I mean, I don't know I if like you've the, ever I been like to a Beyonce moves, concert, Beyonce concert, but it is like. I mean, you don't even know where to look. It's so much going on. You really? just like like it's just so amazing. So I like you're to- in a
3: zone. You get zoned out that you're like just so focused in on the show that it's like
2: absolutely now. See now, don't get me wrong. Like an India re probably wouldn't be able to do that type of show, but her music is different, and so it's she so would in turn cool. me like if I close my eyes. I could just like feel like I'm just. Your well, relationship-
5: yeah. Dude, right. w- wouldn't that kind of be like feeling the expectation like if you go to a, a certain type of concert that you know you want it to be fast paced you want to go and they they do fast paced well ndi mm-hmm. you want not go in ndi re concert you know looking Yo, to get I'm ready to. but can we can we vote on one thing or can we all agree on one thing the terminology of leadership and a good player in the locker room or good good teammate that should be removed from the good conversation altogether. Can we, can we at least agree on that one,
1: sir? Yeah, yeah, I, I
3: agree because I, I think all people or players are aren't created equal. And I think one can have some relevancy towards something, but it doesn't always have to be the end-all, be-all. So, and how people lead is different. And so I think a lot of people just strictly look at the verbal side of being a leader, yelling and teaching and coaching. But I think a lot of it can just be your actions. You just show up to work every day. You're the first one and last one out. Well, nobody can come and say anything else to the coach that the star player is getting different treatment. Well, I mean, hey, he's putting his work in. So you don't have to talk for, for us to say that he's a leader. And, but that, that shouldn't really have to go anywhere when it comes to the actual realistic GOAT debate.
5: Yeah, I, I think because I'm hearing too many people say that he's the greatest leader. You look at how he changed the culture. That has nothing to do with be considered yeah. great. That's a great player. That's a great attribute, but it's not goat-worthy conversation, man. Yeah, and that's, 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 that's i like, going. you cut
1: me off.
5: I'm sorry, Pam. I'm lagging. I'm sorry. I'm lagging real bad. So my timing is going to be horrible.
2: You are right. All right. Well, let's get into some headlines. So the NBA All-Star game this year is in Atlanta. And even though the mayor of Atlanta has urged y'all to stay at home, it will only be a (laughs) (laughs) a one night event. And so are y'all looking for, are you looking forward to All-Star weekend? Like, will it be the same, the dunk contest, three point contest, you know, just the game itself? Is there even a point of having one? this year so what are you guys opinions on that KT
6: y'all know how I'm gonna feel about it why do we want to see a meaningless exhibition game during the pandemic I get for the entertainment value and for the NBA to make some you know a couple of dollars but if you're really trying to stop the spread of COVID why in the hell are we meeting to play an all-star game I just don't understand it will I watch it if I'm not playing video games yeah because I can care less about it just get me to the playoffs NBA finals
2: okay all right, B. Jones. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested.
5: I think I'm most excited about seeing how they're going to pull all of these events off in one night. I want to see if it's going to stay true to form. I really felt that they did a good job of making the Super Bowl authentic, even though we had so many fans that weren't a part of it. Everything kind of still felt the same. I'm nervous about trying to get a slam dunk contest in at halftime or a Sprite. Skills challenge done before the game. The Pepsi three point kind. Con- I just like it's gonna be so it's gonna be so much jumbled in. I don't know if it's gonna be it's gonna feel authentic and it's gonna feel like an event. I remember vividly growing up as a kid. You would get out of school on Friday. And you was excited. You was like, cuz, it's All-Star night. We finna go home and watch the Slam Dunk Contest. And then Saturday, you would get, you know, the rookie game or whatever was going on on Saturday. Oh, no, excuse me, Slam Dunk Contest would be on Saturday. And then the game would be on Sunday. But y'all y'all see what I'm saying? It was a, it was a full event. Like, All-Star weekend was a full weekend thing. And I'm a little nervous about all, trying to pull it all off in a couple of hours.
2: All right. Serge?
3: Yeah, I kind of uh, <laughs> agree with you on that, too. KT, as well, like, I, I think the whole pandemic thing is obviously – the first and foremost reason why they probably realistically shouldn't have had the game. Especially if you tell the players before the season started that, hey, we're going to start the season before Christmas, but we're not going to have an all-star game. Y'all can have a week off. So, uh, you can decompress and things like that and uh, go on vacation with your family, whatever that case may be. But since they're having the game, it's kind of like one of those questions, asked me in two weeks after the game is over with because I want to know the people catch COVID. And I mean by the players. And I think I'm still going to watch because I'm just a huge basketball fan. And I think the game started becoming exciting again last year because they they changed the format, obviously, you know, using the score for the fourth quarter to be um, oh, that's right. dedicated to Kobe Bryant. So it's whatever your total is, plus 24 is what you have to get to, to. So the game got really competitive last year and people were playing defense. And also whoever wins is able to donate X amount of dollars to HBCU school of their choosing. So. There is obviously that benefit to it that actually does play a big factor into it for me. But I think the fact that there won't be any fans in the stands, I think there'll be like 500 to 1,000 people that are maybe close friends and family, or really family, not even friends, and maybe some essential healthcare workers that will actually be there. So I think the, the game was more exciting last year because there was fans there to because it was nip and tuck at the very end, and it was awesome, and you know everybody was kind of fresh off of passing Kobe and stuff like that too. So I'm interested to see... I do think that the Slam Dunk Contest being in the halftime this year may be something that if it does well, that they may consider doing that going forward because I kind of do like that because I feel like people are tuning in for the game and the Slam Dunk Contest is really the main thing on Saturday night that people tune into anyways. But obviously revenue may be lost because you're splitting it into uh, or make it into one night rather than splitting into two any other year. So, I'm going to be watching it, but it all is going to depend on two weeks after afterwards, do we have any COVID cases with the players that we're actually playing in the game.
6: Yeah, and that's another thing. You're expecting guys to go to All-Star Weekend and not kick it. So, basically, you want them to go
1: be a ball, goal, basically. and yes, not enjoy
6: themselves All-Star Weekend? That's,
5: yep. that's a –
1: no, no. But Kevin, good... what,
5: what y'all gonna do with all of these strippers who look forward to paying their bills? They make a year's salary this weekend going to All Star Weekend. And
2: y'all
3: telling hey, these folks they got jobs? So, yeah, uh, yeah. Magic City. <laughs> all well, right. They've,
2: they've, I've already seen
3: four or five different flyers already for celebrity parties. So, it was just a matter of time before that was gonna happen.
2: Wow. All right, KD, where you at, girl?
4: I'm here. I'm here. So with all the weather, all the wetness, and it's changed into like almost yeah,
1: 80 degrees spring. later. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, it's almost turned into springtime slash summer. My allergy. Oh, and it was mad windy today. So my allergies, y'all, are on like 15. Like forget 10. They're on 15 today. So I keep turning my camera off so I can clean my nose. So excuse me, y'all. You
2: need one of those little baby things, the little blue things. You yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah. All
4: right. So what I'm looking forward to, so I didn't watch the game last year, so it'll be new to me with the way that they changed it. And then... The fact that they are donating more than the 2.5 million in funds and resources to HBCUs, just like Serge said. And of course, for me, it's going to be all the social media coverage. Since COVID has been present, I have been living vicariously through all the people that I follow on the medias of social. Because like y'all said, there will be after parties, there will be day parties, brunches. So yeah, so y'all do y'all staying out there and I'm gonna watch y'all from behind
2: the screen of my phone. So yeah. <laughs> yeah.
6: craziness. Hey right. Pam. Mm-hmm. Pam. Before mm-hmm. we move on, can I can I say something real quick?
1: Sure.
6: Ma'am, thank you mm-hmm. so much, Pam. Excuse me, Gemini Jones. Hashtag. Hey, if you're on Facebook rocking with us and you're making comments, it's a chance that we won't see them. And that's because Facebook has kind of been hating on StreamYard. So most of the comments that we are seeing are coming from YouTube. So starting next week, if you want to actually work with us in the comments, like right now, Scoop and Katie, they're having a great discussion on who's the, the greatest and all of that. So if you actually want to rock and where we can see everything and get you on screen, watch us on YouTube.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah come on, Mark Zuckerberg, man. Yeah, Right?
2: That's, He's yeah, such right. a hater. Such a hater. Mm. All right, it is time for Power Surge.
3: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All these fellas. I'm in to you. I oh, oh, did it away. right.
1: I did it right. <laughs> yeah, you did it. Okay. I see the little blue on your. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's it. It. Okay.
3: All right. So this week, we obviously got the news of the All Star team last week. The stars were announced, and as well as the reserves were announced yesterday. So obviously, this is every, every year topic. There's always somebody that maybe probably should have made it over somebody else and we call these obviously snubs. So I wanted to get KT and B Jones, y'all's take on who you guys vote, whether it's on the East or the West side, on the Western Conference side, who you think got snubbed and who would you replace that snub individual with? KT, I'll start with you.
1: Oh, well,
6: I'm gonna go with Booker from Phoenix for the simple fact that before they went into the bubble, this man brought his team together in a room and they were united. And then they went out there and they did their thing and they went what thirteen and zero in the bubble
3: eight and zero yeah eight
6: and zero all thanks to some lovely young lady who made sure the team got everything on the everything together pretty much. Yeah. And I guess who, who I take out, I would probably take out. Ooh, that's a kind of tough one. Rudy Gobert, <laughs> I would take him out. I I know he's a great defensive player, but I would take him out if I just had to take somebody out.
3: Okay. I can respect
5: that. B. Jones. Yeah, yeah.
6: That, that team unit with Booker. That was great though. Great job, people.
5: Dang, I hate I hate it with me and Kevin vibe because I'm kind of following the same formula as Kev's. I'm I'm going to add Bam to the All-Star game and I'm gonna take out Nikolai v- what is it, Vovichik? Vovichik And for the exact reason that I can barely pronounce his name, he's not a household <laughs> name. This is the NBA All-Star Weekend we need to be able to come and see people that we enjoy play. Now, I don't agree with how they vote on this starting five, but at, at the same point in time, it's tougher for Bam to do what he does when he plays with a much better team comprised of better talent than, what is it, Vujicic? Vujicic? Vucevic? Vucevic is basically the only player in damn near Orlando yeah, he's going to put up gaudy numbers. I think Bam right now averaging close to 20 a game, 10 rebounds, I think 9.5. I mean, so this dude is putting up all-star caliber numbers. And and also, last year, Bam made, took that step from the bubble. So that's why I'm getting it from you, Cam, because Bam made that bubble step. And I think we're seeing it play out on the field this year, uh, on the court this year.
3: Okay, okay. Yeah, I actually would also take out Vucevic in the East, but... I would actually replace him with Montez Sabonis. Because I feel like he's dropping, I think a couple points less, but has a little bit more rebounds and also drops five and a half assists a game. And his team is actually winning. And I think you obviously have to play a factor into winning, not just, especially when you're picking reserves and not getting voted on by the fans. And so if without Sabonis... They're not who they are. And even, you even saw last year when they were in the playoffs, they didn't have him. And they obviously completely struggled in the playoffs. So I would actually take him out. And KT, you, you picked, or both of you guys, I guess, would have picked Booker or you said Rudy Gibbert. I would actually take out Chris Paul because- I would have
5: took out Chris Paul too. I was close to it. I was close to I him. like, to like
3: at the end of the day, he, if you give him the who's the most important player award, Chris Paul might get that. But who's playing like an all-star and putting up all-star numbers? it's Devin Booker, and that's why he should be on the team. Now, granted, today they did announce because AD is obviously not going to be playing the game that Devin Booker is going to be replacing him, but he is a person. I mean, Chris Paul and so many other guys that play came out and said that, that Devin Booker should have you know, made the team. Rudy Gobert, you, you have to have two players from the number one seed in the conference, especially in the Western Conference. You can't have just only Donovan Mitchell make make that team. Mike Conley's been out too many, too many games, and Rudy Gilbert is obviously a perennial defensive all-star as well as giving you 12, 13 points as well as 12, 13 rebounds. So, and they're, what, only lost six games so far in the season? So I, I would definitely have to get, keep this, really is, this, is Utah, this is Utah. This
6: is Utah we're talking about. This is Utah yeah. we're talking about. It's going to be the same team that get in the playoffs, and it, they're going, it, going to be
3: out but, the first. But what but we're, but we're not talking about, are they a championship contender? We're talking about who are all stars, right? I mean, so you, you can't you have to factor into winning. Right? I mean you have to factor into winning because otherwise, if we're gonna go with say who a better player is or who's putting up better numbers, I mean there's guys like De'Aaron Fox in Sacramento that's putting up great numbers. Trey, Trey Young Trey Young, you know, Trey Young is putting up great numbers, but they're not winning. So Trey Young would have been a great option in the East too, but that is what what it is. And then so also going forward for the next couple of weeks we're actually going to do a segment called old school versus new school where we're going to go by category as far as the timeline between 1990 and 2005 being old school and then 2006 to current 2021 being the new school so that i feel like most of the viewers that currently watch our show should more than likely have evidence of players they've actually watched either growing up or have seen enough footage and know their numbers about. So this week we're going to start with the best dunkers in the old school division. We got Vince Carter. He's probably somebody that could technically lap over into both.
5: Yeah, he's old school
3: and new school. Michael Jordan, obviously, Dominique Wilkins, and Sean Kemp are the guys that we've selected from the old school category. And in the new school, we obviously got Zach Levine, Blake Griffin, a very underrated dunker who won him a couple of times, Jason Richardson. And then, obviously, Aaron Gordon, who probably got robbed a couple of times as well. But Dwight. at the end of the day, regardless of what you feel like, it's just like when you go up against Vince Carter in 2000. Steve Francis and T-Mac probably would have won it any other year. But you're going up against Vince Carter, you're not going to win it. So, with that being said, I guess, B. Jones, give me your kind of viewpoint on some of the yeah. guys
1: that I'm mentioning. i mentioned
5: no, no. You, you, the list is very thorough and this is a tough competition. I'm, I'm going to have to go ranking off of performances. Right. And the reason I am going old school ballers is because although Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon, they battled it out for what was considered probably the greatest modern day era slam dunk contest. What we saw Michael Jordan and Dominique Wilkins do for that one slam dunk contest was amazing. And I don't really even consider Jordan as being one of the best dunkers. I probably could have found other dunkers that were more explosive. But based off of we just looking at slam dunk contest alone, you gotta, you gotta put Mike up there with, I think, what he had like 650s or something like mm-hmm. that. But, uh, old school, we usually especially, and if you want to say Vince Carter, if you take Vince Carter out, we may have a conversation, but putting Vince Sanity into the old school, it's a wrap. There's nobody that's yoking like them boys. Yeah, I agree. KT?
6: It's old school. Whatever category Vince Carter was in was going to win because he's the greatest dunker of all time. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you, but hold Dominique and Jordan, that's classic. We'll it was never get class- again.
5: Hey, but but I will say this though, I guarantee you, if we if we have this conversation in let's say three four years, because I got a feeling like Zion is going to give this new generation an elite level dunker for at least five seasons, and we're gonna look back and be are gonna like, Ugh,
3: hey, he may do it this year. They they just came out today and said that they've asked him and he's contemplating on doing it. He's already gonna be in the game, so you're already there. Might as well do it, right? You're not. It's not like you can be on vacation or get that break that you were expecting. So if you're going to do it, you want to do it when you're really, really young, especially in your first three, four years in the league. Because after that, you probably got already too many miles on your legs, and you don't want to put that wear and tear on your legs. So, I mean, this is is tough, but it's really not. Because, like you said, you got Vince Carter and Michael Jordan and Dominique. I mean, those guys probably are three of the top five all-star game dunkers of all time let alone just pure dunkers, period. Yeah,
5: like, we, you ain't even say Dr. J. I kind of would like for you to take Mike out and put Dr. J in, but, I mean, that's just me.
3: Uh, I mean, Dr. J, I think everybody just knows Dr. J for the free throw line, duh, or the first free throw line. Duh. But it's like, when you watch other guys who do it, like Michael Jordan did it, Zach Levine did it, but then Zach Levine did it between the legs, so it's like is it, that flare isn't still the same. It was just because Dr. J was the first one. And no, but Dr.
5: J won the ABA slam dunk contest. And, and, and to me, I also like in game dunkers too. That's what that's one of the that's things that Carter made Vince Carter and Sean Kemp. Vince Carter and Sean Kemp was not a hey, this was not a give me thirty second time clock and let me pull off my best dunk. The boys was doing that on fast breaks.
3: Right. In and your I, face. And I think in the new school, Zach Levine, Jason Richards, and Aaron Gordon are the probably the best all Star Game dunk guys, but in game is definitely Blake Griffin in the new school because when those when that Lob City was live, I mean it was like Sports Center. You just get ready to watch two or three lobs that CP3 was going to throw to him, and I mean he was doing between the legs catching. I mean it was that was the first time that we kind of got re excited because besides that, nobody was watching the Clippers. If it wasn't for Lob City, nobody was watching the Clippers, you know. And so Blake Griffin kind of brought that back. That swagger back to the league to have because as Vince Carter kind of faded away into his into his later thirties, Blake Griffin was that guy who was, and we haven't really had anybody since then. Like Zach Levine's done a couple here and there, but Anthony Edwards is clearly somebody that's going to be able to do it for a hot minute. And Zion, we haven't really seen anything yet, but I think as he gets more reps into playing so, with the NBA, can I, can, be, I get, uh, that guy.
5: can I get can I get that Edwards boy a uh, a micro yeet? Just out of, yes, I
3: mean, oh, my God. Yeah.
5: Baptism.
3: Yeah, yeah, that was pretty nasty. I mean, his head was like, literally like eye level with, with the rim.
5: Hey, he, the funniest thing I read was somebody said, do y'all, anybody want to see a dead body? And they showed that dude laid out on the floor. I yeah. like,
3: oh, my God. And then he got up and he was like, oh, hey, he pushed me out with the left. I'm like, dude, just no. go stand at the free throw line. Take your lunch. It's cool. You'll be on a poster in the kid's house real soon. So hopefully next week, I think we're going to go with who the best shooter is. So be on the lookout for that. We're going to have the old school and the new school. So I'm looking forward to this segment in the next few weeks, guys.
2: It's going to be fun. All righty. So moving on to the drop, let's talk about some music and some sneakers. Katie? Hey, y'all. <laughs> you got some new music for us this
1: week?
4: Yes, so our new music that we got is Kevin Gates, Only the Generals Part Two, Jim Jones and Harry Fraud with the Fraud Department, Trippy Red with Pegasus, Lil Zay Osama, Trench Baby, and Kelly Rowland dropped um, a new album called K. So um, I haven't checked out any of these. So if anybody has any opinions, please let me know if there, if any is worth listening.
3: That Trippy Red album is actually with Travis Barker. So it's supposed to be a little different than what Trippy Red is used to. And obviously, Travis Barker is obviously known for playing drums and whatnot. So,
1: yeah.
5: hey, KD, how much LSD do I have to take to, so I can enjoy Trippy Red?
3: I have
4: no idea. Serge, you know?
5: <laughs> no,
3: you, you, he, the name kind of gives it a different tone. You don't really have to have I mean, I don't really necessarily listen to him, but trust me, there's a lot of worse people in that category of music a lot worse or even <laughs> more famous than him so and, and, just it, just I,
5: and i don't know if i like this name Zay osama like yeah, these, these, these little youngsters getting disrespectful i guess oh. i'm officially get off my lawn type of old man because do they not realize that osama bin laden like murdered a lot of innocent people through terrorism and now they naming themselves like uh, ah yeah. And
2: then <laughs> I'm, we're like still like tripping I'm still tripping Susan.
4: Yeah, and then like it's crazy because if you view the album, you know how they have the little well, on Apple Music, it'll have the star by each popular track. They have more than one or two popular tracks, so
2: that's why I throw them yeah, in. Yeah. The, that's because they, they I, family I, listening to it. I just
3: <laughs> looked him up. His real name is Isaiah Dukes. How did you get Lil Zay Os- Osama from that?
5: 'Cause he disrespectful. No, because he wanted to be
3: catchy. Cause he knows yep. if you put Osama out there, you're gonna be like, "Oh, wait, 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 what?
5: Well, you know what? We I I can't I can't be on hot too high and mighty because you know, we saw rappers who call themselves like Big Meach, you know, stuff like that, which is an infamous you know, drug dealer, so I don't know, but uh
4: I ain't a fan of that Osama stuff. Well, we'll get yeah. the
3: good stuff with the coach's group, I guess
4: then. So one more thing, I didn't I didn't Mentioned this album last year in 2020, but I am listening to the Ellie Golding album, and I believe it's called Something Blue. Pam, I challenge you to give it a listen. It's pretty good. Just a little, just a little. I'm going to send it just, to you.
1: So it
6: has like an r type feel, kind of. Yeah. Up a little.
4: yeah, and she was actually trending yesterday. She announced her pregnancy, so I thought that was dope cool. because I was listening to the album this week, so I, I'm going to say I made her trend on top of her being pregnant. <laughs>
1: Who is this
3: again? L- yeah, L- Ellie world, So clearly it's not like she can't sing. So.
4: Yeah. Okay. yeah, and it's it's a different vibe, so I'm going to send it to you so you can take a listen. KT, what you got for your coaches' groove this week? <laughs> All right, so
6: we're going to end the month of love with Beauty by Drew Hill. Drew hey, Hill. Hey, hey. song. So it's Beauty by Drew Hill. I'm hoping I can make you
1: mine hey. Another man steals your heart oh. Beauty is mine I swear we will never be apart Ooh, man,
3: where, was,
2: hey, where was that coaches
5: group early today? KT in school, right? <laughs> bro, li- wow, listening so to hot. you, li- listening to you just made me have a mini strokes. You uh, know,
1: <laughs> <laughs> he was kind <laughs> <but he> of <got laughs> slow. It was, he was like a okay, real again. slow version. I almost, almost.
5: I almost Don't do that again,
1: man. Oh, uh,
5: okay. Too bad
1: he was connection. logging
2: off yesterday. <laughs> I <laughs> no. right, let's you know. hey, yes,
1: say, <laughs> Going there some business but, uh, yeah.
2: what shoes we got first of all b jones i'm mad at you why did you not tell me about the silver
5: toe man I, you know what because i was focused on these toe hazes. so you know i i'm gonna have to look into those silver stones i actually bought a pair of mids that was like them silver toes i know y'all disrespect the mids i love uh, the mids yeah i know a lot of people disrespect the mids i think pam said something one day where a dude throwing the mids in the trash can yes. that's, what they, that's what he was like that's what you that's this is how you properly wear a pair of mids but cam you got the pick we'll go ahead and knock mine out because i know we we short on time. This is the Nike Air Jordan 4, known Ooh. as the Toe Pays. I really wasn't on these shoes at first, but uh, you can't see them in my picture cuz the picture's so small, but around the around the front uh, of the shoe, it's 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 kind of a cracked texture on it. This is an iconic pair of shoes because it was re- it was dropped or it was hinted and released early in 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 last year that Travis Scott was going to drop another pair of fours and Y'all know Travis Scott 4s. they go that I mean they they like unreal. Anything Travis Scott drop is going to sell out like crazy. And so this one's kind of giving us a little taste of what they were planning on bringing out. But just the tongue, everything about this shoe classic. Right now it's retailing at $200. I know you for a fact, you can get it at Foot Locker. I didn't see it at Foot Action. So make sure you logged into the foot sites or Sheath or, or, you know, maybe I'll put some uh, I need to put a source out for all of y'all to go click on some of these other different venues. But uh, this is the crazy thing. Resale, not retail, retailing two hundred resale right now on stockx, these shoes are valued between three hundred and fifty to four hundred dollars on average
3: Dang.
5: already, so it's gonna I be mean, a tough snatch
3: four four, so I mean I guess you can't
2: really go wrong with them, yep
5: so. this is gonna be a tough snatch, so I gotta ask the crew we w- what are we saying, Gladiators in the arena, I'm going thumbs up on this one.
2: I wouldn't wear them, but.
5: Oh, like, Kev said thumbs down. Ooh. You out voted, Kev, four
6: to one. I'm not feeling the color. That's all. I'm just not feeling it.
5: But it's you probably cool. can't see the color good on this picture, Kev. Well, the it, should a it's a nice. it, it should I be pretty nice. I mean,
3: just off the texture, the way you're describing it, and I feel like I can kind of see it. I really do feel like it's a shoe that you got to physically feel. Yeah. And mm. like, good point, sir. You know, so I'm at man. I've been actually seeing a lot of guys wearing the Jordan 35. And I like
5: that you want 35s.
3: I I'm really consider getting that as my next basketball show. I haven't bought one in a couple years, so...
5: Look out for what Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum, Zion. Yeah. There's uh, a bunch of guys out so there is rocking a about right now,
3: so I might have to cop it. All
2: right. Well, moving on to the Manhattan Project. Katie, what do you have for us this week? Because I have a very simple uncut gems, but it's very important. Okay.
4: I'll try to make it quick. So, before I get started... Off into the topic, I want to let everybody know it's been a while since we've done a TV review and that is a, whether it's a show or a movie. So I want everybody to give a watch to a movie on Netflix called I Care A Lot. I watched it Sunday morning, I, Sunday, yeah, Sunday morning and y'all it is so good it's like suspenseful it kind of makes you laugh it literally had me on the edge of my seat also throughout the whole movie it was the first movie that I've ever watched in a long time without ever picking up my phone during the the duration of the movie so y'all watch it and we will talk about it next week
5: hey miss Manhattan I watched the first 10 minutes of that movie and I don't know if I would have made it past the first 10 minutes in real life I would have blew our brains out Right outside of the courtroom. <laughs> right outside of the courtroom. Yes. Yeah. Mama, like that, it would have been a race.
2: be Joan. Haven't seen it. it. I, I ain't yet. teasing. I ain't hey, dropped no well, teasing. No yes, I ain't No, no, no,
5: yeah. no oh, I
2: said, Mama. <laughs> right. I no
5: This is the first five minutes of the movie. Just watch the movie. You'll be like, okay, he didn't tell anything. But I'm just telling yeah, you how no. I would have reacted straight up. It would have went down. You understand me? yeah i would have been serving 25 with a l
3: but there
4: is clearly yeah you know what (laughs) (laughs) i'll
2: check it out tomorrow
4: Yes, so watch it watch it i thought i was gonna say something else about it i can't remember yeah so watch that movie so my question for y'all is we briefly talked about neo and his things that he has going on he just announced that he is having baby number five which is baby number three with his new wife so he was (laughs) He was previously married to Monietta. Mon- is it Monietta? Monietta Shaw. Monietta Shaw. And he has a daughter and a son with her. And right after she had the last kid, they agreed to get her tubes tied, which now, you know, they got divorced and he's now remarried and has is now in his third kid with a new wife. So is he wrong for moving on and having more kids with his new wife after he kind of made his ex get her tubes
6: tied i mean she had control of her body so if she didn't want to get her tubes tied she didn't have and the fact that they got divorced and that happened they were married you can't put that on him he's able I to go out with another I,
2: I feel like go, it was it was her on. choice to do it she could have very easily said <laughs> no she could have said you go get snipped so
1: yeah
3: It's a lot easier to get reversed
2: too. Absolutely. And then also, I mean, people have to understand like that's where he was at a time in his life with a woman in his life. So maybe they didn't have the best relationship. Maybe she was pressuring him into kids that maybe he wasn't ready to have back when at that particular time. But that was what, 10 some odd plus years ago. And now he's older. He's more mature. Maybe he is ready for more kids. So, I mean, you can't really be mad at him. I mean, you you can, but I mean, honestly, when the the way my if she wanted to have more kids, the way medicine is, she could still have 15 more. They they reverse stuff and 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 all kinds of stuff these days. So, I mean, I I'm not mad at him. I mean, it's a bad look for him, but I mean, that was at a time in his life where he decided he didn't want any more kids with her. Yeah,
1: Man,
6: if it was like I turned like I'm gonna put the hands on you, you have another kid if you don't get them two ties, that's different. Right. But yeah, like Jeff said in the comments, uh, Callie J, it's something else that was going on in that relationship for that to happen. But yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. She has all the controls. So if she didn't want to get her twos tied, she didn't have to.
1: I, you know what? I, I'm
5: I'm not disagreeing with y'all, but we'll we'll show right, and nobody want to listen to everybody take the same side. So I'm I'm gonna make a, an attempt to defend Myetta. So first and foremost, I want to say that I used to actually go to college with Myetta. Me and Myetta were actually good friends. She's from Shreveport, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. I hope I hope Myetta, you watching the show? I got your back. So this is what I am gonna say. Come Myetta,
3: spill, spill, spill the beans. Yeah, yeah. Well,
5: I, I, I might try to tweet her. You never. I bet she'll respond to me. But listen, this is the deal, Myetta didn't have a name for herself. Neo was a name. I'm not saying, Manetta, you are 100% correct. She had control of her own body. But when you are in the situation as a spouse of someone who was polarizing, because there was about a 10 year period when Neo could do no wrong and she was basically on his hip in the shadow. You can make yourself feel pressured to do certain things, whether it be cosmetically, maybe it, maybe if, he wanted that she was doing what she thought was right by him. I don't know their situation. So I'm not going to sit up and say I'm talking on Neo Forster or anything like that. But I can tell you as the underling or the person that's not the breadwinner in a relationship, I can see 100% where she felt pressured to not have any more babies and to have a procedure that she may not have been comfortable doing. And then for us to have this conversation and for you to move on and then have other kids after you probably told me, well, let me take probably, because once again, I'm taking, I'm going against Neo, But for us to have a conversation to say, we don't want kids. And then for you to go on and have kids, I can see that being very hurtful.
2: No, no, no. He said he didn't want any more kids with her. Right. He didn't necessarily say he didn't want any more kids, Period.
5: Well, I mean, so what was she supposed to do, though? What was she supposed to do? Because what if you said, well, you don't have a surgery. I'm not going to s- have sex with you no more. She's trying to save her marriage. or she's trying to stay with this guy. And she's willing to do whatever it takes to get w- to stay in this. And, and there's some there's some financial there's some financial gain in, in the lifestyle change that comes. Maybe along. Maybe he this. saw
2: that and was like, no, nah, mm-hmm. we're cutting this off right now. You but know, I'm just he-
5: saying from her perspective, I can see where that could be extremely hurtful and a very pressurizing situation.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he
3: wanted her to be miss independent
1: (laughs) basically right what
3: hey if you really want to get to the bottom of it go ahead and tweet that tweet bro go
5: ahead hey i'm I'm gonna try to reach out to her i'm gonna try to reach out to see if she say hey we need to to
3: have some positivity from the tiger association coming in
2: right yeah now she
5: went to sunsbo she went to she went to southern so Um, oh
2: okay
3: Okay. well wherever.
2: All right, KD, is that all you got?
4: Yeah, that's all I got. So for those that missed the first half of the show, the drink feature was called the Ducey Smash. So y'all just replay the episode so y'all can get all of the details on that drink.
5: Look at Kim being the company woman. Good job, Kim.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right,
4: y'all. Wait, hold on. I got one more thing. So I am taking up a new hobby. I think I said that like a few shows ago. So I am trying to become a plant mom. So I found this ivy. It's a pothos. And I am propagating the plant. So I cut the plant up and I'm trying to let it grow some roots. So hopefully it'll start growing and hopefully I did everything right. So this is like this is like day three. So it's I will- I'm in mean,
2: a little shop of horror. Is that plant going to be like- <laughs>
4: yeah so i'm don't hurt you with some allergy text, All right. yeah so, so I'm gonna update y'all in about a month, and hopefully it'll be growing roots, and I'll share pictures and things with y'all. So if y'all have any to our listeners that are listening, if y'all have any tips or tricks on or if I'm doing it wrong just by what y'all see, please let me know. So
1: there's so, my share,
2: JD, the plant mom. yeah, plant mom now. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, real quick for the uncut gems, I know we're running out of time. I just want to know to my three fellas right here, and and, and KD. I guess this kind of applies to you too. Do your well in a different way, but do your wives? Do, when you ask, what do you want to eat? Is there ever a direct answer or do y'all have to go back and forth, back and forth, back? Because I've been seeing a lot of uh, memes online. <laughs> Let me tell you, you ask me what I want to eat, I'm going to be like, I want a two piece original with mashed potatoes, green beans, a biscuit, and a Pepsi. And then please make sure you give me a chocolate chip cookie. You ain't never got to ask me what I want to eat and think I'm not going to know. So, Katie, does your wife, did she like, oh, I don't know? And then when you thought something, she's like, no, nah, I don't want that. No, nah, I don't want that either.
6: I think that's just universal. That's one of the universal arguments. In a relationship,
2: is it an argument though? I mean, because you know no, it's no, going to
6: happen. Not, not an argument, not really a disagreement, but just a little, a positive fact. How about that? A little spat. Like when so I'm do driving, do you a- ever
2: just do you not ask and just be like, hey, we're going to Chili's and the, don't give me no lip woman? No, get the
6: comments, no. go. argument's going to start if I just go and grab something and she do not want it. See, that's not smart. So it's always the same thing. Hey, what do you want to eat? I don't know. Well, do you want Wendy's? No, I don't want it. Well, you know, well, you, that's just how it goes.
2: Serge, is your wife like that?
3: 99 out of 100 times, she asked me, what do you want to eat? I honestly do never really care. I'm not picky. I mean, unless I'm like super, super, super craving something, I never say anything because I, I honestly... And she'll be like, well... This sounds good. And this sounds good. I'm gonna be like, you can pick any of those and I'll figure out something to eat from there. So I don't, but I do get it. KT. It is a universal thing. It's just like an automatic question every single day that never goes away. And I think it's more necessarily for us in-house, not necessarily what are we going to eat outside? It's like, what are we going to cook based off of what do you feel like eating? So
2: Okay, B
5: Jones. Well, in the time frame that you started this question, I've received a emoji text message that had those big eyeballs looking to the from right. From so, uh,
3: so uh, <laughs> I, ple- I plead the fifth. Hey, B Jones, what do you want for supper? Hey, no, nah,
5: y'all, y'all got me in trouble three shows ago. So oh, uh, I'm staying away from anything that's gonna make my my living arrangement uncomfortable. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, I'm gonna tell y'all what though. I, I say this. My, my wife is extraordinary. She, my wife is about options. She likes a lot of options. So it is. is it difficult to find something to eat? Absolutely. But what I will tell you, she's taken me to so many different places. I've eaten and tasted so many different things from an Epicurean perspective that I never thought that I would have eaten. So I owe all of that to her. You know what I'm saying? But okay. with that being said, gee, it's tough on a Tuesday night. <laughs>
2: All right, KD, your, your, your friend, you your,
1: want
2: that friend his, <laughs> your friend hits right. you up and it's says, let's go eat. What do you what do you, and he says, where do you want to go? What are you saying? Do you have something in mind? Or are you like especially when you're dating because you don't know what his pockets are like? Because mm-hmm. I will mess around and say some stuff and he'd be like, What well, the <laughs> Right. Like I thought we were just going to Applebee's and you try- <laughs> <laughs> Trying to go to Perry's. So, yeah. I mean, how, what do you do I usually have an answer or?
4: No, I like to be, I like to be surprised and really like I, I'm off for recommendations. So if you're like, Hey, let's go, let's go eat this. Or it's really what I always go with whatever he wants or what he wants to try. And then wherever I go, like if it's new or whether I've been there every time I order, I'm like, just surprise me. I always ask the wherever we go, like, because it's restaurants, I don't eat. I don't eat fast food. Yeah, so it's just like, I'll ask the the waiter, waitress, what do they recommend out of two things? And when they name the two, then I'll pick one from the two. And then now I can't eat. Y'all, my, my diet is so limited now and not like a diet diet, but just things that I can and can't eat no more. So he can't ask me, what do I want? So now it's really like, whoever asked me, it's whatever you want now because I can't eat nothing. So I'll just have yeah. to mind something. I'd say
3: menu. my only caveat usually is, if I just really, really recently had something from that location, I don't want to go back there. Okay. So I'd rather try something different or eat something right.
4: Yeah. And then also, like, I don't want to eat Wendy's every day. I don't want to eat Whataburger
2: every day. I don't want... I
4: don't hey, want- hey, hey, you watch
1: me yeah, yeah. now about Whataburger.
6: you went too far. Be careful now.
2: Right. Okay. Yeah. Most of the time you ask me, I might not be able to say where... But I can always tell you what I have a taste for. So, yes, and and I'm eating, eating red meat. So you're going to always hear chicken and fish from me. And I don't really eat sushi. So mm-hmm. as long as we go to a sushi place that has other things, I'm good. But I'm usually not very picky. I'm,
3: so, glad, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm glad this is a good topic. I think we should do a, another another week where we do best like late night after you leave the club meal of all time. Like Ooh,
2: your yeah. favorite. Right. Oh, Pam,
5: but you know you you ain't never missed no meal, Pam. Oh, you before the, you was eating Uh-oh. before the show.
2: Backstage, <laughs> well, yeah, backstage.
5: Yeah, back Y'all ever see Pam? She had to clean the grease off her of mouth before. I, she I
2: literally it. did. I had to run back over here real quick because I was in my. I went to eat seat. Well, somebody went to eat for me, and I nope. had. The, the,
1: yeah. <laughs>
2: Anyway, it's time for
5: the eat. B. Jones, who you eating this week? All right. So this week, we are going to yeet 21-year-old Jasmine Harrison. I don't know if y'all heard this story or not, but Jasmine became the youngest female to row across the ocean solo. She actually was able to row 3,000 miles from the Canary Islands to the Antiguas, and the journey took her 70 days three hours and 47 minutes. She did all of this in a 21-foot boat that was named Argo. And this is what's crazy. The boat barely weighed more than me, 550 pounds. And she went 3,000 miles across the Atlantic in this boat. So every day she was doing 20,000 strokes, sleeping for two hours, Then rowing for two hours, hitting about 50 to 60 miles on a daily basis. She was able to accumulate over 88 pounds of chocolate eaten on this journey. So y'all say, well, Brandon, that's that's cool. But, you know, a lot of women have done this before. Well, let me tell you, 18 women have been able to accomplish this feat. Huh? Damn, included. I can see (laughs) you. All right. So only 18 women have been able to completely successfully accomplish this feat in a male dominated sport. She was also able to raise $14,000 for a nonprofit organization known as Seamark. But this is when I knew this was yeet worthy. What made this yeet worthy is with less than 100 miles to go, she ran and collided into a wall of water that she hit at 20 miles per hour while she was asleep. With a injured arm, she had to finish this hike, this marathon, this endurance, and still completed with the with the injured arm and she capsized in this 21 foot boat not once but twice so Jasmine Jeez. Harrison for being the youngest woman table to accomplish this. Push through. You are tenacious, you're exemplary and you, my gal, you deserve a. Jeez. Jeez. How old did
1: you say she
2: was?
5: 21 years old.
1: Man, and I oh. also
5: learned something very interesting in the story though. There's only been seven African Americans to compete in this event. It's an international event and last year or 2019, they had a team of four African Americans and guess what? They were all black women they competed in this competition and invaded across.
2: This is a whole new meaning to row, row, row your boat. Okay. Uh-huh. All right, then, y'all. That is going to wrap up our show this <laughs> evening. Let's do some last minute shout outs before the producers and the editors and the writers get on us. So, Serge, who you shouting out?
3: More of a, sh- instead of shouting out, I guess I just wanted to give a quick thought out to Tiger Woods. Obviously, I didn't want to obviously end the show on a somber note, but just I wanted to make sure that I at least met, we at least mentioned him, obviously he got in a, got in a horrific car accident and he obviously had some injuries to his legs. I could care less about the golf stuff, but just hopefully that he's okay and that he's able to sooner than later walk and just prayers out to him and his family.
2: All right, KT.
6: Just shout out to everybody who's still recovering from, uh, the power outages that we had here in Texas. Uh, shout out
2: to y'all.
5: All right, I got a, quite a few. My grandfather back in Shreveport, Louisiana. I love you. He turned 85. One of my day one, my one of my day one best friends, Taz, holler at your boy. here. he just celebrated his birthday. Happy Trails goes to Boogie Cousins, who's not trying to find a job. I hope he I hope he lands here in Dallas. This Saturday night, we got a boxing match that uh Canelo Alvarez, who's considered the pound for pound by many publications, he's fighting this bomb name of Vonnie Yildrum. It's a 40 to one odd. So if you got a quick Hundred and two hundred dollars. Go throw it on Ivani because if he upsets this guy, you're going to get paid out of the wazoo. And I also want to shout out the mom out there who has three kids got kicked out of private school, out of Catholic school because she has an OnlyFans page and was making one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a month. Wow. Uh, more. Shout out to her.
2: Oh, y'all want my own? <laughs> no. All right then, uh, Katie. I have a few
4: also. So shout out to all the people that volunteer with donations, with food, anything that people needed over the last week. And that's throughout the whole state of Texas. Everybody was helping everybody. And it was great to see whenever I was driving around trying to find a warm place to go. It was cool that people were helping one another like we forgot about COVID we forgot about any type of beef or just not liking people or socially distancing and people were getting out of their cars and helping people get through the crazy weather that we had here in Dallas shout out to sneak for checking on me and then sharing some resources and a few other friends that reached out shout out to y'all all
2: right I want to shout out my parents just because they're wonderful and I can't wait to go on a little mini vacation with them crazy kids next weekend so that's all we got for this week folks we are running late but thank you for rocking with us this entire time and again this was episode 83 entitled yak and make sure you tell a friend tell a friend tell a friend and make sure you subscribe on youtube hit us up on youtube all right
1: yeah
0: The baby say I'm fly, she see me I know I got a giant in the drip But I double cause I'm tired of the vibe, she clingy And I don't play around with the wrist When I get it you already know the vibe, is VV's I swear I feel alive when I'm in them in the U into the air, I'm making vibes on repeat And I ain't gotta lie, you see these She said she want a vibe, she need three Each one for my boys, my teamies Swimming through the riches with my squad, believe me I Iced out all the mods, bleepies Big dogs, use the gym, know I'm eight Cookin' let them know I'm different, wrong with the A Do this for my sons. on Know it's mine for the taking, yeah. little baby. Look like she the type that be playing. Slide and escape this. She done me, probably thinking who this.